Wrong one. <laughs> hey. Hi, and T B C and T T T G's Club. Welcome. Hi, Erin. speak up into your uh, microphone. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better. Okay, let me get my um, intro out. Hello, welcome to the Dean and Joe podcast. I am Dean and Joe coming to you from my city, Hillsville, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you and hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 Mountain Standard Time. And I have the best people in the house. Um, oh, it's Sammy Zane. That's who it is. Thank you, Sammy. Um, let's see. I want to go over. Today's Monday. No, it's not Monday. Why is that say Monday? of the day um, so that we can get into errands because um, I have a little bit, hi Ryan, good to see you, to go over. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, before music, about Shanae O'Connor and um, just stick with me. I know that a lot of people don't like her and judge her because of certain things, but the more that I read about her yesterday, it really made me sad and it opened my eyes and my heart to on mental illness and um, a lot that she was going through. So the word of the day that I have today is um, trustworthy, um, able to be relied on, um, honest or truthful. Um, the quote would be building trust takes long years, sometimes decades. It takes second, a word or a misstep to lose it. Regaining, regaining trust takes even longer. And I, that's so true. Um, once you lose that trust, it does take a long time. People will walk in and out of your life, but the ones whose footsteps made a long-lasting impression is the one you should never allow to walk out. I love that quote. I think that's great. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we all want trustworthy people in our lives. However, it can be difficult to identify trustworthy people 
at times. So what does it mean to be trustworthy? It means that you're reliable, dependable, and, and worthy of trust. Okay, um, they never break their promise or purposely let anyone down. There's a huge importance placed on being trust a trustworthy person and surrounding yourself with people whom you can trust. Um, they um, trustworthy people have a lot of. Um, hi, Rottweiler. Good to see you. Um, these characteristics they are cons consistent across the board. The character stays true during all circumstances. They do not put a mask on or feel they have to change who they are. They care about you. Um, they are caring and respectful of you. They will never use you or take advantage of you. They are thoughtful of you and respect your boundaries and they will never try to control you or others around them. Um, you are you feel relaxed around them. You generally feel relaxed and calm around a trustworthy person. You will never feel manipulated by them or that they are trying to hide something from you. They treat others well. They are usually compassionate and empathetic. They never, never, never think that they are better than someone else. They are outwardly focused. They want to help you and others. They are great listeners and want to be supportive. Um, they always tell the truth. When someone is uncomfortable with you, um, with you to tell you how you feel, um, you have, wait a minute, when someone is comfortable with you to tell you how they feel and have your best interests at heart, they choose to give you constructive criticism and want you to better yourself instead of being mean and tearing you down. A trustworthy person will not lie to you or hide from you um, when you ask their opinion. They hold themselves accountable. A trustworthy person can admit when they are wrong. They do not try to justify their actions or push it onto someone else. Rather, they accept their accountability for their actions and face the consequences that um, result from the decision. They are not only accountable with you, but with everybody. Remember, they are consistent across the board. They always follow through with their actions and always keep their word. I hope this helps you and gives you some insight into how to better yourself to being a trustworthy person, but also surrounding yourself with those um, people, you know, because you need to have them in your life. The world needs more of us around. So, hi, Spirit Talk with Lizzie. Good to see you. So, Try to be trustworthy. Um, it's it's a good quality to have. So there you go. That's the word of the day um, to start you into the weekend. And um, hi, Oz. Good to see you. We are going to get into a little music there for my Aaron. I said hi real quick. It's um, it's not easy being green. No, it's not easy finding people that are trustworthy. So you have to really um, because sometimes you have things that are in common with that person. You think, oh yeah, we have great things in common. Oh, you know, I can trust them, and you end up not 
being able, it has to be, what is that? Something bias, it's called. Um, hi, Sam Dam, good to see you. Um, so just go into it with open eyes and, and I think the more that you are trustworthy with people, um, you'll see those characteristics and then you wanna be your life, so yeah. How you doing, Aaron? Good, sorry, I burped a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was hoping you'd, <laughs> I was hoping we could get through that, but that's okay. It happens. Um, yeah, sorry. That's all right. So what's going on in sports? So I've been watching the <laughs> FIFA Women's World Cup and well, yesterday they finished in a tie with the <laughs> Netherlands. Oh, actually okay. back on Wednesday, they finished in a tie with the Netherlands, but back on the 21st of July, they beat Vietnam three to three to nothing and Sophia Smith from Colorado she actually scored twice in that game yeah and didn't she score the um tie the tying point on Wednesday no too? I think it was somebody else oh I thought it was somebody from um Colorado okay yeah but yeah I I remember I wrote down the game which of the um what the next game for the United the games that the United States are playing in the World Cup I thought the next game, the third game, was going to be at one p.m. It's actually going to be, it's actually going to be on at one in the morning. Oh, oh, so tomorrow at one in the morning. So, actually, well, I think on Tuesday, I believe. Oh, it's not this weekend. It's Tuesday. Yeah, no, yeah, Tuesday next okay. week. Okay. I have to. I wrote it down on a piece of paper who they're playing next, so I have to. I'll look it up. Yeah. Go ahead. And then that same day, the 21st, I watched the return uh, Slam Ball is back. Oh. <laughs> it's that sport of, uh, it's like mix of basketball, hockey, and football together. Oh, okay. I I just thought maybe like they were slamming balls against people. So, oh, they, it's they a combination off, of all of those? They bounce, they bounce off trampolines and they dunk the basketball. and Like they jump really high in the air coming off these trampolines and try to score points. Like if they jump off the trampoline and dunk the ball into the hoop, it's worth three points. There's a, uh, an arc around the, where the trampolines are. If they hit a sh shot behind that line, it's actually worth four points. And if they make a shot within the area of the tra trampolines, it's actually worth two points. Oh, okay. So, something like that's now how their are goes. Are these retired players? No, I think these are new players because I remember growing up, this sport existed for a while. And the teams were, uh, who were playing that day were, it was the rumble versus the mob and the mob won 70 to 37. And then the second game, the slashers beat, uh, lava 67, 63. I thought, Team Lava had the best uniforms I've seen throughout the two games because they kind of looked pretty cool. It's like it was yellow. Is it on Spike TV, Aaron? No, it's on uh, ESPN this time. Oh, it, it used to yeah, be on, on Spike ESPN. TV. Yeah, I mean, I also oh, back in the day, I kind of remember. Yeah. Is Spike TV even still around? I think it's now that just I think it's now Paramount Network now. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally changed. remember Spike TV. Yeah, that was the same channel where that Olympic. Uh, Thank you, BP. I kept looking and I couldn't find it. Yeah, I apologize, Aaron. 
Yes, and Spike TV was that one channel where you and I like that uh, lip sync battle show hosted by LL Cool J. And yeah, Chris that was Tegan. funny. Yeah, that was funny. Um, BP said real quickly back to the FIFA, the U.S. women play Portugal. Okay, they're playing Port. That's the third game. I think if they win, thank you so much. I believe if they win, they'll be in the uh, knockout rounds. I believe. Okay. Now, um, are you going to talk? You're going to talk about them again. So, are you going to talk about women's soccer again, or is that it? That's it for now. Well, what does that mean then? Tell me. Explain what that means. The knockout round. So basically, it's the top two of each group. Mm-hmm. Each group in the tournament make it to the next round, Hi, humble dog. and they get uh, placed in the bracket somehow, like based on how they finished in the group or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, in the round of sixteen, it's like single elimination because if you win, you move on. If you lose, you're you're done. Oh, all right. A little different. Yeah. Well, we gotta keep rooting them on. Mm-hmm. Go USA. <laughs> yep. And then I watched Friday Night Smackdown from the 21st. Uh, Rey Mysterio is going to face uh, Santos Escobar for the United States Championship Invitational. And this is for a chance to uh, take on Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Mm, okay. I kind of want to see Rey Mysterio take on Austin Theory because I would like to see the Hall of Famer win another title. And that's the dad. That okay. Good. Yeah, the guy who wears the mask. The dad of um the the dude dirty you don't dog. like. The, yeah, dirty dog. <laughs> Welcome, like dirty Bam dog. Bam. He's just, he's just a troublemaker. I don't I don't like him. <laughs> Let me turn up. Um Tuttles is here, Aaron, to talk to talk uh WWE too. So um you're saying you, they're going now when is this gonna happen that those two are gonna wrestle? Uh, they're gonna fight, they're it's gonna happen tonight. Oh, on, fr- on tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Tonight on Friday Night SmackDown, yeah, Santos Escobar versus him. But I think there's going to be a bit of a mashup, and somehow Ellie Knight's going to get involved. Hmm. Am I coming through okay? Yeah, they're. they're yeah, both- it's a little low. I got you turned up. You're just a little low, but as long as we're quiet, we can hear you. Now I can't hear you at all. Switching headsets. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So while well, he switches his headset, um, so that's going to happen tonight, huh? Yeah. And I think since they're part of the LWO, I think regardless of who wins, I think they're going to still like each other because it's the LWO is the uh, Latino World Order. Okay. And they're kind of like a group together. So like, that's I can see. That's why I was thinking LA Knight's going to somehow get involved because it's it's weird that they're putting two of the uh, LWO guys versus each other. Oh, okay. So. Because they're, they're usually, yeah, so like what Aaron was saying, they're kind of friends or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're friends. Like uh, they're in the same group. They've been tag team partners, you know, all oh, that okay. stuff, right? And they yeah. have a good yeah. mutual respect for each other and admiration yeah. and all that good stuff. And they've mm-hmm. So then why masks. why are they actually going after why are they Well see, are they it being... was a tournament and um it was a, t- it's a three part tournament and Santos Escobar won the first part and then um 
Rey Mysterio won the second part, so now that they're both winners of their rounds of the tournament, the final part of the tournament is those two versus each other. Uh, so it's, it's not like it was a thing or whatever. They just happened to both win their uh, Fatal 4-Way matches. Gotcha. But um, I, I think it's some form of a weird setup going to happen for it. I don't know. That's yeah, there's got to be... There's got to be more of a story there, you think? Yeah, with the, sure. yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a little bit more of a story that's going to happen. A little more excitement. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what else is happening tonight? So then, uh, Charlotte Flair beat Io Sky in a match. Mm-hmm. Santos Escobar. This wasn't a title match, by the way, against Austin Theory. He beat Austin Theory in a singles match, and then... Of course, Dirty Dom defended his NXT North American Championship against Butch of the Brawling Brutes. And this is crazy. I've never heard Butch ever talk before. Like, he would always, like, say, like, he wouldn't even say anything. He just stands around looking like an angry pit bull. Yeah, pretty much. And never say any words. And when I first heard, like, him talking, I was like, whoa, what the heck? Like, dude, why haven't you said anything? Oh, talk at all. okay. Now I know who they are. That they're yeah, the yeah. I know who they are, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which one you're talking about. Yeah, which is it was the, the first time I've ever heard him talk before. Out of the three brawling brutes, he's the skinny guy with the longer hair. Okay, Long gotcha. Hair. Okay, okay. Yeah, you usually see the good. The is it Seamus? Is yeah, Seamus. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning slowly. <laughs> All right. So, okay, you heard him talk. So, was he? What did he say? I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, that he challenged Dirty Dom that day for the North American Championship. Okay, and that's going to happen tonight too. Um, no. Or when does that happen? I think Dirty Dom's part of the. Uh, thing with going on with NXT it's supposed to be the great american bash i don't really watch that one. to me NXT is the is the best thing that WWE is doing at the moment and they do have a pay-per-view this sunday at 8 p.m. central eastern standard time okay and dirty dom's going to be involved in a fatal three way uh, for the north american NXT championship and this NXT sunday. is where they start where they start out right Yep. learning and, yep. and training and stuff. Yeah, that's a, it's it's basically it was all at the performance center, but now that COVID's over and stuff, they're doing a touring show again, so they're doing actual like pay-per-views proper and stuff now. Gotcha. It's going to be a all good right. card. All right. I'm, so I'm definitely um, going to watch it on You're going to watch it. I like NXT on Tuesday nights. It's a good show. All right, cool. Well, what else with WWE or with wrestling, Aaron, while we have um, so titles Monday here? Night Raw on the 24th of July. Becky Lynch beat Zoe Stark, and now she's going to get a rematch against Trish Stratus. I think at SummerSlam or something? Yeah, I believe it's going to be at SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Dirty Dom beats Sam- one of my favorites, Sami Zayn, in another North American cha- NXT North American Championship match. But as per usual, he did it dirty. Yes. They, uh, yes. Everybody got banned from the side of the ring. So then uh, Kevin Owens had to walk to the back and then he got beat up by the other members of the Judgment Day. They threw him out on the stage. So then Sami Zayn went and looked and said, oh, my God, my friend. And then Dirty Dom got him from a backwards roll up. Oh, Dirty Dom. Hmm. Yeah. And I like Sami Zayn so much. Like, And that's who you have the picture of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right. Yes. Gotcha. Because he's he's a tag team. He's currently tag team champions with Kevin Owens. All right. And then Bronson Reed beat uh, Ciampa. Uh, Senior Money in the Bank. Damian Priest beat Apollo Crews. And Drew McIntyre beat Kaiser of Imperium. And I heard now that uh, Drew McIntyre is going to face Gunther at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, that's going to be a banger for sure. Oh, yeah. So, so Gunther still has the title. Yeah. Yes. He's okay. the uh, longest reigning uh, Intercontinental Champion in 30 or 40 years or something like that. The, the previous record holder is the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Honky Tonk Man. Never heard of him. Was that a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, that was back in the days in like the uh, late 80s with Hulk Hogan and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a Hulk Hogan type. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he came out looking like Elvis with a guitar and he used to hit people with a guitar. Oh, nice. (laughs) Did he did he like man dog or dogs? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, Aaron. What else do we have with the um, wrestling? Uh, That's pretty much it for now. Well, what do you have, Bam Bam? Well, let's let's see if he has anything else on wrestling. Well, you're gonna have uh, Shayna Baszler versus uh, Ronda Rousey also at SummerSlam. Hi, Jimmy. And uh, Ronda Rousey's gonna be leaving wrestling for a while because apparently she got contracted by um, UFC for another fight. So she's just this is gonna be a wrap up for a while on WWE, which I don't care because I don't like her all that much. Yeah. I, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's she, never been a big she, fan. She just seems. Like she came in to the WWE and like she was all hot stuff because she was a, you know, because she was a fighter outside of WWE. Like she got all, I don't know, like she just came out. She didn't start at the bottom like everybody else did. She was just bam. My problem with her is when she left WWE a while back, she was on a podcast and she basically said that she didn't really like wrestling. She was doing it for a paycheck and she thinks all the fans are a bunch of idiots. (gasps) Oh. So Ooh. a lot of people have uh, short memories. I don't. I remember shit like that. And no, I, I would too if I heard like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. It's like wow. Way to slap the people who get pay your who's actually that paycheck's coming from. How to slap yeah. them in the face and say thank you? <laughs> I wasn't even a fan before that, but that just made it that much more worse. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Shayna Baszler gets to kick her ass. Ah, uh, let's see. And when does that happen? That's also at SummerSlam. Mm, okay. August 5th, I believe, on a Saturday. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be it's a good gonna be in, for sure. It's going to be in Detroit. at. Uh, it's going to be held at Ford Field in Detroit where the Detroit Lions play their football games. Now, where? when is the one that's I... going to be out here? <laughs> what? SmackDown? Yeah, when is it going to be out here? I believe they said September 19th. Oh, in September. Okay. And, yeah, in September, somewhere around there. I think okay. mid, mid-September. It's good that the shows are wandering around again and stuff, you know? Yeah. It got a little stale, like, during thing times, and, you know, they couldn't go and do shows places and stuff, and 
then they were going and doing shows places and there'd be like nobody there and stuff like one of the best matches of all time was Roman, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens uh, three years ago and it was a full stadium match and like the match was just friggin amazing but there was nobody in the whole stadium because of COVID and like Roman Reigns even ran over Sami Zayn with a friggin golf cart like it's it was it was a no holds barred anything goes full on no disqualification match and stuff and wow yeah it, it was just an amazing match it lasted almost an hour and um it's nobody was there to see it <laughs> oh, i remember when those two faced off against each other roman reigns and kevin owens at royal rumble i think that was last year hi mike yeah they've gone at it a couple times and roman's won but Obviously. Yeah, and that was my first Royal Rumble I ever watched as well. Like my very oh, wow. first one. Yeah. Huh. And I awesome. still remember the Logan Paul and Ricochet did that had that crazy beep, 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 beep. collision. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was when yeah, you were right. That was when you first started getting into it. We were trying to push you into watching it. We needed to have you watch it, and you've been watching it. Now you're hooked. Now you want tickets for your birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, another one yeah. too. Uh uh, Logan Paul versus Ricochet at SummerSlam. I like Rick. I really like Ricochet because he's amazingly athletic. Like, like seriously, like he's really he seems very flexible. Well, when he ran and jumped, did a backflip or forward flip or whatever, landed right in front of Logan Paul on his feet, just like a superhero what with no heck? stunt stuff, no trampoline, no nothing. It was just like, holy cow, how does this guy do that stuff? Yeah, exactly. Wow. I feel like he could star in like a Marvel movie if he did stuff that's amazing. like that. Yeah, and he wouldn't need a stunt. Yeah, if he man. wanted to, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but That's crazy. Hi, GP man. Good to see well, you. Thanks for having me up for a wrestling show. Well, thank you so much for coming in and, and helping out. I appreciate you. Happy Friday. You too. Talk to you later, Bam Bam. Oh, my cheering. Oh, it's just a little delayed. <laughs> delayed. Let me turn this down. Um, all right, Aaron. So moving on, what else do you have? Uh, watch some WNBA basketball. Mm -hmm. Over the week, uh, watch the Connecticut Sun play the Atlanta Dream. Connecticut Sun won 86 to 78, and then the Aces won again, 98 to 81, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh huh. And so far this year, they've only lost two games all season. Wow, pretty good. So they, they have the best record in the WNBA right now, and they're the defending champions right now. Good, 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 and good, the record good. is, I believe, it is twenty-two wins and only two losses. That's awesome. I mm -hmm. like seeing the commercials. I've been seeing a lot of WNBA um, women's commercials, and it used to not be that way. So I like that. I remember you and I after we were coming home after coming home from the bank. You and I, you were talking about that one CarMax commercial with the WNBA yeah. player in it. You, that you yeah, was I was funny. like, who's that girl who slaps the phone out of his hand? <laughs> out of Cur Steph Curry's hand. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, Candace Parker. Yeah. And she is tall. She's tall. You can see how tall she, she is, is just sitting down. <laughs> She's tall. Dang. And then I watched, uh, there was some Major League Baseball. I only watched like one Major League Baseball game over this past week. Yeah. And it was between my Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers came back to win four to three. And I was really happy because there's this one guy named uh, Sam 
Felkner, who was mm-hmm. making his uh, major league, like it was his first game in the majors, like first game playing in the on the pro level. Yeah. And he actually had a really good game in his first uh, day, his first game in the major leagues. He had a, he's got his first hit, his first career, his first career hit, his first career RBIs, and he helped his team win the game. Nice. And like his, like his fam, like he said, like the family was there at the ballpark to watch him play and everything. I was, I know one of my Braves to win, but I was kind of pulling for the guy to do well, and he did. Oh, no problem, Mike. I understand. Thank you. Um, that's awesome that his family was all there to be able to yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So I'm hoping that he has like a good career in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and just got to keep being um, a good person, I think. Be a good person. Yeah. You go far. <laughs> then I watched some more WNBA basketball. This was the Las Vegas Aces again. They beat the Chicago Sky 107 to 95. Wow. Like I said, the Aces are 22 and 2 this season. I'm having a feeling that this is going to be the greatest team in WNBA history, I think. You think? So no, that would be pretty cool. Set, at this point, trying to set the record for the bet, like best winning record in WNBA history. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I knew they were I know they were talking about it in, uh earlier earlier this earlier this season. I can't remember which WNBA team holds the record currently, mm-hmm. but I know that's what the Aces are. The Las Vegas Aces basketball team is trying to break. Wow! It reminds nice. me of when um, uh, the Golden State Warriors. I know they didn't win the championship that year. It was the year when they DJ broke Jay, the uh, NBA record for most wins in a regular season. Hmm. And they ended up winning 73 games out of a possible 82. So they finished with a regular season. It was like 73 wins and only nine losses. Nice. And the record, I know the record was previously held by uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Because their record they had was uh, 72 wins. Wow. And they were playing with the, yeah, the Bulls teams when they won six championships. That's crazy. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they they were. Yeah. And then speaking of basketball, I watched the basketball tournament. This is what I was talking to you about the other day. Yes, I was trying to understand it. Yes. So these are some like some of the teams in this tournament, like a good percentage of them are. It consists of players who used to go to a certain university, like alumni. Okay. Team Purple and Black are your uh, Kansas state university alumni players. And then the aftershocks are a basketball team. And that's all Wichita state alumni players. And then (laughs) I have to do more research on these other teams. Like, yeah, there's one called a Jute Joko products, Heartfire, the guys STL, which is St. Louis. And then, (laughs) And then the B1 Ballers, which I believe that they were saying it was like this kind of sub, like a patch that you put on your arm and it's supposed to do something for you, like some like supplement or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe from bees, bee pollen or something. I, I don't know. I'll have to look and see if it's a yeah, supplement. I, There's a lot of bee stuff, thing. like from bees that help. 
you. Or it could be a vitamin B. Who knows? We'll have to look. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the first one was uh, Team Heartfire, the second seed, defeated Juco Products 69 to 66. Uh, the second one, Team Purple and Black, beat the uh, guys St. Louis 72 to 59. And then the last one, the Aftershocks won uh, 66 to 54, beating the B1 Ballers. Hi, D. Hi, Corey. Good to see like you. Like I was saying last week, they have different rules. Like in the final four minutes, once the time goes down to the uh, gets under the four minute mark of the fourth quarter, if the ball like goes out of bounds, a timeout is called or a foul is called, uh-huh. then they take the team with the who has the team's leading score. They add eight to that, and then they play to a and that's they set up the target score for the teams to play towards in the fourth quarter. And whoever gets that target score first wins and moves on. Okay. Yeah, all these different leagues. It's just crazy. And then did you see um uh BP had in there best WNBA regular season record 27 to 3, 1998 by the Houston Comets. 27 and 3. Okay. There. Yeah. There you go. 3. Got it. Thanks, BP. Perfect. Thank you, BP. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all it for this week. Well, I have some Broncos stuff since the Broncos are coming up. We knew that um, it's kind of weird driving by there now. It's not as crowded as it used to be, um, I no. guess, because they had you had to have tickets to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just looks like it's it's before it was just mayhem. There were people everywhere, and now it's not like that. But I guess they have a new helmet. A new white helmet. Yeah, the snow-capped uh, helmet throwback with the old-school D. D and the horse on it. I, I know Lewis showed it to me, like the pictures yeah. of it. Yeah. And honestly, it looks really cool. It looks good. Yeah, like, they it, were talking yeah, about it. Looks it looks like a really cool helmet. It kind of reminds me of the one that I still have downstairs on my book bookshelf where it's yeah. – I think it's – um. It's like an ice edition of it where it's the Broncos logo and everything is all white on it. So that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. And they said they're going to be wearing it usually with their orange. Uniforms. I think I think the color, those color rush uniforms that they break out every once in a while, the color yeah, like old school. I like, like this. the those jerseys that uh, John Elway used to play, mm-hmm. used to play in. Like I've seen like. Uh, uh, video and highlights of them wearing those orange uniforms back in the day. And those are nice. That was the day, wasn't it? When it was John. Yeah. I mean, those were pretty nice uniforms. Yeah. Like when we Um, ever break out those color rush uniforms, it reminds me exactly of that. Like every single time. mm -hmm. Um, and, um, then the new coach, Sean Payton had a few choice. (laughs) He was talking about how basically, um, the old coach sucked. He basically said um, they're undisciplined as evidenced by their ranking 29th in their pre-snap penalty on both offense and defense. Payton had not been shy about changing the Broncos culture. I was shocked when I heard this. Um, eliminating the shenanigans, he said, went on in the meetings and training room. He even permanently did away 
listen to this, with Russell Wilson's personal office and support staff pushing the quarterback to join his teammates back in the locker room. Are you kidding me? He he had, he wasn't even, he, that's just weird to me that he wasn't part, he wasn't in the locker room with the rest of the guys. It was like he was better than the rest of them. And at least that's how it seems to me. I mean, you should, you're supposed to be a team. I've never heard of that before. Is that, yeah, is that common? Kind of outrageous. Is that common? Give me a break. It's just like, you should be, you're the, you're the, you're the quarterback. Aren't you supposed to be like the head? You're supposed to be like the, like not the coach, but you know, like the, the head person who kind of roots everybody on. Um, yeah, it just seemed a bit, uh, weird to me, um, that he was able to have that. So yeah, I hope that things change. I really do. I really do. We yeah, me change. too. I hope we have a way better offense than we did last year because I know yeah. the Broncos had like the worst offense in the league last year. Yeah, it was bad. Like, like scoring wise, it was just that terrible. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron, so, so very much for all your work. Appreciate it. <laughs> Locker room leader. Yes, thank you, Titles. <laughs> bam, bam. I appreciate that. All right, um, we are going to get right into the music. Like I said, I wanted to, um, Aaron, you go, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. Um, I wanted to um, have a little bit about um, Sinead O'Connor before we did um, the music. Um, and then on top of it, I just heard too this morning that the um randy meisner the founding member of the iconic eagles passed away on wednesday and i just heard that this morning but um we're going to start with um just a little bit about um let me turn this one down shanae o'connor um yeah when like i said um and this story does discuss suicide a little bit so if that's a little bit it, it may be about maybe 10 minutes at the longest so um, when reading about Sinead, and bear with me, guys, too. I'm on a different screen, so I can't really see what's in the chat. I'll pop back and forth. Um, when reading about Sinead, it really made me sad. I'm Morrissey of the bands, the Smiths. Um, he uh, he kind of put it uh, very well. I'm going to read a little bit about a statement that he, he had said. Um, following the de death of Sinead O'Connor on Wednesday, fans and friends um, within the music industry continued to mourn the singer. Um, Morrissey was a bit upset with the music industry and said she had only so much self to give, Maris Morrissey wrote. She was dropped by her label after selling 7 million albums for them. She became crazed, yes, but uninterested, never. She had done nothing wrong. She had proud vulnerability, and there is a certain music industry hate hatred for singers who don't fit in. Um, and he says, I know all too well. He went through a period himself. And they are never praised until they are dead when finally they can't answer back. The cruel playpen of the fame gushes and praises for Sinead today with unusual morotic labels of icon and legend. You praise her now only because it's too late. You hadn't the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. 
Um, he continues, the press will label artists as pests because of what they withhold. Um, they would call Sinead sad, fat, shocking, insane. Oh, but not today, he continues. Music CEOs who put her on their most charming smiles and they refused her the roster are queuing up to call her a feminist icon and 15 minute celebrities and goblins from hell record labels of artificial aroused diversing are squeezing onto Twitter to Twitter and jabber jabber. Um, he says when it was you who talked Sinead into giving up because she refused to follow and be labeled. And she was degraded as those few who move the world always are. Uh, to Morrissey, O'Connor's sudden death, unfortunately does come as a surprise, doesn't come as a surprise. He notes that the outcome the late star had faced is one exper um, experienced by many fallen icons in Hollywood and in the music industry at large. Why is anybody surprised that Sinead O'Connor is dead? Who cared enough to save Judy Garland, Whitney Houston, Amy Winehouse, Marilyn Monroe, Billie Holiday? Where do you go when death can be the best outcome? Was this music madness worth Sinead's life? No, it wasn't, he wrote. She was challenged and she couldn't be boxed up. And she had the courage to speak when everyone else stayed safely silent. She was harassed simply for being herself. Her eyes finally closed in search of a soul who could call her own. Um, and then in uh, different interviews that I read that she, everybody remembers when she um, tore up the picture of the Pope and for her, it was a um, it was a, a therapeutic. Uh, it's like she said that her mom was Catholic and adored the Pope, and her mom abused her all throughout her childhood. So that famous time when she tore that up, that was her mom's photo. And it was like a therapeutic experience, I guess, for her to do that. That was the reasoning behind it. And other reasons she says of child abuse. She doesn't get much more into that. Um, and then in 2017, she, um, the Irish speaker spoke openly about her mental health and suicidal thoughts in an, emo an emotional video claiming that her family had abandoned her. It's like being a bucket with holes in it, just leaking tears from every pore, she said. Why are we alone? Why people who are suffering from mental illness are the most vulnerable people on earth. You've got to take care of us. We're not like everybody else, she said. Sinead explained in another interview, just one of the reasons she did not trust the music industry. She gave her children specific instructions if she was to ever die first step she said call my accountant she said see when artists are dead they are much more vulnerable than when they're alive tupac has released more albums since he died than he was ever alive it's so gross she told them what the record companies do she continued that's why i've always instructed my children since they were small 
If mother dry, drops dead tomorrow, before you call 911, call the accountant and make sure the record companies don't start releasing my records and not telling you where the money is. She had to deal with death threats in 1977 from the now, yes, now National Security Minister of Israel. At that time, his name, well, it still is, I guess, Atmar Ben Javar. Um, he took credit for the campaign. Um, for the uh, death threats against her. On January 22nd, O'Connor was hospitalized just 17 days after, um, I'm sorry, just days after her 17-year-old son, Shane, died. This singer sought medical care after posting a series of alarming Twitters, posting and claiming that she planned to die by suicide. Later on, the star apologized, adding to her tweets, I'm admitting that she shouldn't have done that, that she was with the police and at the hospital. Um, she was sorry she upset everyone. Um, she said, but I'm going to find Shane. This is just a delay. O'Connor died Wednesday at age 56. It's just so sad. She was so young and I never knew all of that about her. So, um, it makes you think um, a little differently about mental illness and about what people are actually going through when you don't you don't know. Um, here is um, a song that she covered. It's uh, "All Apologies," Sinead O'Connor covering um, Nirvana. That's true, Jimmy. very true. I mean, we, like I said, I never knew what she was going through when she did it. And maybe there could have been a better place for her to do it. But I think that's kind of where forgiveness comes in and understanding of um, the abuse that she went through. And you're right. After that, her career did, you know, unfortunately, but I think it had a little bit more to do with Hollywood and a lot of bad stuff that goes on there too. So there's a lot more to it. It's just, it's sad. She's a beautiful voice. We are. 
I didn't even know she did the song. It's great. I think at times in our lives, we're all lost souls, you know, and uh, she needed help. And it doesn't sound like there was a whole lot of people there. Maybe there was, we don't know, but that's where kindness comes in. Hi to Gray. It's good to see you, Salty. Whatever I want. I I 
That is Sinead O'Connor covering um, Prince. And um, always remember if you're not alone, for one thing, you're not alone. And um, if you need help or you think you have suicidal thoughts, 988, <clears throat> you can call, dial 988 um, or text home 741741. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that do really care. So we are going to now clear the tears and move on to more upbeat. Get us ready for this Friday and um, have some alternative hits that are going hitting right the radio station right now. And the first one I have is Keeping You Around. A little bit about this song. It's by Nothing But Thieves. Um, in um, It says, into the complexity of a dysfunctional relationship. In the opening lines, the narrator reflects on the lack of fulfillment in the relationship. The mention of lips wanting someone else and tasting like everyone else suggests a, last, a lack of passion and uniqueness, leading to a feeling of tragedy. The lyrics present a sense of dissatisfaction. Um, yeah, I like this tune. Um, they have another one called Talking to Myself. I also like that one. Here they are, nothing but thieves keeping you around. Oh, you're so welcome, my sister. Thank you guys for the likes. You came into the right shop for a little bit of love, Lily. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Yancey. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, D. Thank you, Salty. Kind of like a sexy hip moving song, I think. I like it. Oh. 
but thieves keeping you around and that's off the album um let's see why is that not showing um nothing but thieves <laughs> dead city dead club city excuse me is the name of the album and this is the new one it just is 2023 all right we're gonna move on um with uh a rendition fallout boy you didn't we, we excuse me we didn't start the fire um their rendition fallout boy billy joel's original version was a fallout boy favorite i thought about this song a lot when i was younger all these important people and events some that disappeared into the sand of time others that changed the world forever fallout boy bassist pete wentz shared so much has happened in the span of the last 34 years we felt like a little system update might be fun. Because Fall Out Boy altered the lyrics, Billy Joe had to sign off on their cover. Over the years, he had often been asked to make a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire with updated lyrics, but he never had any interest. He was probably happy, he was happy that these guys did it for him. So here's Fall Out Boy, We Didn't Start the Fire. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> it's good. 
Thank you, Dee. I like the words um, on this one, the remake of the words. It's not just a remake. I like it. All updated. That was Fallout Boy with their version of We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, you guys are going to listen. I hope you were listening to the words of the song. It was really like up to date. It was good. Um, all right. The next one I have is one and only by Oliver Tree. Oliver Tree Nickel um, is an American singer, record producer, um, director, and comedian. Some of these are so new, I couldn't find a whole lot about the song itself. Um, he was born in Santa Cruz, California. He has said that he took he has said he took piano lessons at the age of three, began songwriting the next year, and had an album by the age of six. All right then. Um, the song One and Only by Oliver Tree revolves around the theme of finding true love and the desire for deep and lasting connection with somebody. The lyrics express the longing for companionship and a sense for completeness in the presence of the person the singer is addressing. And I guess on May 16th, 2020, Tree set the Guinness World Record for the world's largest kick scooter, which he later uploaded a video of himself riding on July 17, 2020. I guess you can find it out there on YouTube. All right, here he is, Oliver Tree with one and only. <laughs> song to do your squats to up down up down <laughs> one two or you can just dance in place <laughs>
Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, BP. Thank you, my soul sister. All right, that is Oliver Tree. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy. He has like a full haircut. He loves old haircuts. Oh, dude. Um, with one and only off the album, Alone in a Crowd, 2023. All right, we're going to move on to a little Melky Haze. I like these guys a lot. Um, the song is um, Living in a Haze. Milky Chan. Oh, I, what did I say? I said their name wrong. It's Milky Chance. Uh, Milky Chance is the rock band from German City Castle. Um, I laugh at the way people describe things like food, wine, and this song. Listen to the way you describe this song. All the lyrics considered when the vocalist puts forth that he's been living in a haze that pretty much reads as if it symbolizes with him being depressed. And in such a scenario, the way that the haze in the case is migrated is through the good old carefree dancing. But ultimately, the singer does resolve to wear his favorite color tonight and to also shake it like thunder. In other words, he's going to make a conscious effort to dance the pain away instead of giving into the haze, which is... Um, I don't know how to say this, Marius Arope something, which means the foolish life. Okay, whatever. It's gonna, he's gonna, he was sad, so he's gonna go dance. So let's dance with them. Milky Chance, here he is, here they are, living on a haze. They have to get all weird with how they describe things. It's just, come on. Hi, Audie. Hello, how are you? I finally found you on YouTube. It's taken me forever. By the way, let me tell you guys, I told you I thought she was on Twitch and all these other things the other day. You can, I think she's live on Twitch. She's also live on YouTube. But when you want to find her other recorded ones, look for Audrey Alcoinova, and then you can find her. I'll put it in the chat. That's the correct information. Sorry, guys. Now, I don't know anything about Twitch at all, so can't help you there. living in a haze, milky chance. 
Off the album Living in a Haze 2023. All right, we're going to move on to Matt Mason um, with the song Get Happy. Um, again, there wasn't a whole lot about this song, but here's a little bit about Mason, who was raised in Norfolk, Virginia. His parents were juvenile delinquents who later became musen, mu, not missionaries, but musenary. How do you say that? Music? in air and you know like a missionary but it's a musicianary <laughs> that's what it says eventually playing in christian metal bands he was banned from listening to secular rock music in um, the radio until he was a teenager um, mason started playing the guitar when he was around 15. he performed at biker rallies and in prisons with his parents ministry um, mason's father who was part of the same ministry was murdered and mason's um forearm tattoo which says born a sinner and die a martyr is inspired by his uncle's legacy um a little the only thing about the song it says it explores the theme and struggles of addiction and despite and desperate desire for happiness the lyrics depict and conflict relationships with his mother and a longing for relief from the metal burden he carries. So here is Matt Mason with Get Happy. My mama said, You're gonna drink it better. But I need it now More than I ever needed I can't wait till tomorrow While we start Thank you, Yancy. I can't wait till I jump off the ledge I'll just get happy instead Thank you, Annie. Get happy 
Yeah, he sounds like he needs to get out. He sounds a little upset. All right. Um, I don't know why where this song where did this song go. Um, my songs are all messed up for some reason. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we'll it's it, I don't know why they're all messed up. Um, there was another song on this list. Um, it was by AJR, but it was very, very, very slow. So I kind of went back in time and got a little upbeat song by them instead. Um, from 2020, it's Bang AJR. Um, the Metzger brothers originally began performing their material in their teen years, or in Jack's case, preteen. Here they sang about the strange transition period between childhood and adulthood when they're trying to pull off the mature thing without actually feeling grown up. Um, we wrote Bang about the weird middle ground between being a kid and becoming an adult, um, a time when we were doing all the things adults are supposed to do, but we don't yet feel grown up. The Metzger brothers said in an interview, the fact is adulthood is a bit of a hit us at some point. So it's going to hit us at some point. So the plan we made is um, the song is to go out with a bang. So here they are, AJR, bang. I get up, I get down, and I'm Hi, Carter P. And the rump is some rock, it's a comfortable night. Then I have a rhyme, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Bum, bum, bum. So I got an apartment across from the park, working while in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Then I have a rhyme, but I'm thinking it's time to go. There we go. Let's go out with a bang. Oh, I didn't even see it. I actually was in the other screen. Did you need to call Mike? that is bang ajr off the album okay orchestra in 2023 all right guys we're gonna move on to the next song which is stuck by 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, okay. No, your butt did. Okay. All right. Um, stuck 30 seconds to Mars. Um, a little bit of the lyrics. I knew I'd stay with you after just one touch. The way you move has got me stuck. 
hear Jared Leto, front man of 30 Seconds to Mars, sings of the song of a girl who has captured his heart. From the moment he first made physical contact, he was struck by the undeniable realization she was the one. Enchanted by her mesmerizing movements, Leto finds himself completely captivated, unable to escape the clutches of his love. It's interest. Um, I wrote it from the perspective of a narrator who simply can't help himself from plugging headfirst into what will likely be a doomed romance, said Leto. It's about knowing you need to get out, but some, simply being unable to, whether it's um, the fear or comfort or confusion, hence being stuck. Now, this is the video that I was talking about that I saw that the girl um, had, she was licking a toe and I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess she likes toes, but then it was her own toe and it had all these people doing weird stuff. So I guess her weird thing was being able to lick her own toes. Here is 30 seconds to Mars. By the way, little fun, interesting fact. When Lewis and I first started dating, um, we went on a date to, it was like the Mountain Dew. I don't know. It was like BMX riders and all kinds of stuff. And 30 seconds to Mars had, was just starting and they were there. So that was like 18 years ago. It was funny. Um, so you're there. 30 seconds to Mars. Stop. And you got to see the video. <laughs> it's a good song. Hi, Bart. I like this song. It's a good song. And she likes licking toes. Bye, Yancy. Have a good day. It's a good song, huh, Bart?
So Jared Leto isn't just a pretty face. He's a good singer, too. 30 Seconds to Mars. Off the album. End of the world, but it's a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to move on from stock to um, the glass, Foo Fighters. Gosh, this thing has all my songs messed at, I'm um, hoping. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, the glass is a song about feeling of being left behind, longing for something that was lost and being unable to move it. The lyrics describe the speaker having a vision or an idea of something or someone, possibly a relationship or a sense of home, and then suddenly losing it. The repeated line left to live without it illustrates the emptiness and delusion that comes with that loss. It is said that it is about the late Taylor Hawkins. Um, overall, the glass paints a picture of a person struggling with the loss and in internal turmoil that comes with it. So here they are, Foo Fighters with the glass. Hi, Billy D. days no sorry good old days is coming up sorry that is the glass by Foo Fighters off the album but here we are 2023 all right now the good old days um, by the revivalists um could not find anything about the song so a little bit about the band um they are from New Orleans um 
they started in around 2007 after the revivalists um, released their album Men Amongst Mountains um, in 2015. They were named by Rolling Stone magazine as one of the 10 bands you need to know. In September 2016, their song I Love, Wish I Knew You, reached number one on the Billboard Adult Alternative Song Charts. Um, the song reached number one on the Adult Alternative charts again in September, and then it went certified platinum by the Record Industry Association of America. In February 2023, Kid was released as the first single from the Revivalist's fifth studio album, Poured Out Into the Night. Um, the full album was released on um, June 2nd, 2023, and that is where the song is from, The Good Old Days. Here they are, the Revivalists. <laughs> Thank you, BP. Thank you, Bart. Thank you, Audie. Thank you, Mike. from this group um it's called here they are the main and they are from actually from tempe arizona um, the song is how to exit a room um the band original officially announced their ninth um album the main on june 8th 2023 
I've never heard of them before and they have nine albums. The album is due out on August um, as a nod to their label 8123. Um, Along with this announcement, the group released two new singles, Blame and How to Exit a Room. Overall, How to Exit a Room captures the feeling of dissatisfaction, once again, longing for change and the search for genuine connection and fulfillment. It sounds like that is like been in all of these songs and encouraging listeners to seek their own path to escape from unfulfilling circumstances and embrace the freedom to live authentically. So here is the main how to exit. <laughs> you make an entrance when you leave when you exit the room No, BP can show you how to exit a room. Thank you, Billy D. Yeah, I guess these guys have been around a long time. The Main, their ninth album, um, The Main, is what it's called. Um, the song is How to Exit a Room, um, which BP can show you how to do. Um, so, yes. Those are some of the alternative hits that are in the radio, I guess, right now. Um, some of them, yeah, I like they go. Some of them are, I can do without, but that's what you got today. I'll have some new lists up for you um, on Monday. But until then, um, I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. It did not come out very well. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do a do over. (laughs) Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world. But don't let the world change your smile. I tell you, it's going to try every day. It'll try to knock you on your ass. But just get up and know that you can come in here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and feel loved. And Lily, if you're still in here, big hugs for you. Um, I, I've never seen you in here before, but my heart goes out to you. And I hope that you come back. And if nobody's told you um, lately, you are loved and you are appreciated. Don't forget that. I love you guys. Have a good month. Wow! I turned up the ah and that went like really loud. Be careful out there, you guys. Watch your back and watch other people's backs too. And I'll see you around Podbean. Love you. Bye. Bye.